You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth! Going. Uh, my name's Matt Hayes. I'm joined out in Chicago by the guy that has the exact same body type as Michael B. Jordan, Bob Panelo. Hey, Hazard. How's it going, man? We're uh, we're a Good. week away, seven days out from the Oscars. Uh, we yeah. we finally uh, I knocked down Darkest Hour. You saw Phantom Thread, so that's that's all of the movies watched. Yeah. We've done all of our research. Except, so it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, yeah, I've been. It's uh, good to have you back stateside. Stateside, I was in England for two weeks. Can, me and my dad. Can you break down for me the economics <laughs> of how you're able to live in the most expensive city in America, quite possibly in a, in the world, uh, in Los Angeles, and that? afford two vacations in a calendar year: one to Hawaii. In one, two weeks to Europe. It's, Break down to me how this works mathematically. Uh, points, my good man. It's uh, and, points and, and and having family um, that you get to stay uh, with for free. Um, did they? Uh, did, did you use your movie pass to book these flights? <laughs> yeah, the, I saved so much money with movie pass. I <laughs> I was right. I was able to spend two weeks in Europe. The points from all my movie pass I used at the plane. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought maybe you had won the the tickets, kind of Jack Dawson style. Just you had you had got the plane tickets and a lucky game of poker. Uh, no, Chase rewards miles. That's how that's okay. how that works. And then you it's know the new game of poker. Yeah. Um. I um. So every time I run my movie pass card, I link it to my mileage account. And uh, <laughs> no, you can't do that. Um, By the way, Jack Dawson, Leonardo DiCaprio reference. Everybody drink. Yeah, I, I, I already yes. am. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, yeah, so uh, you, we had a little um, Black Panther pod last week. Yeah, yeah, nice chop. I know you were a little critical, but we do not have time for you to get into your Michael B. Jordan uh, criticisms right now because we have a full docket yeah. of Oscar chops today. Yeah, we do. We're we're going to talk about Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, as I already mentioned, and then uh, we got a little Shape of Water and uh, Call Me by Your Gay. Uh, call me by your name. Call me by your name. Call me by your name. <laughs> call me by your gay. Anyway, yeah, just some adolescent humor to start off the podcast. So I, anyone, anyone of free thinking mind turned us off by now. Um, so it's a, cool. It's a better yeah. title. Yeah, that is a great. Let's title. start with that. Call me by your name. Um, I uh, I saw this early on, and it may have been one of the best movies I saw of the season. Um, I was kind of, uh, it was one of the movies I just, um, I was like, oh yeah, that looks really, you know, kind of beautiful and well-made. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be solid. Um, yeah, you just got out of a European vacation, so I'm sure, you know, that was kind of in the back of your mind then, right? Because this is very much the scrolling landscape of, of Venice and Italy and, in that becomes its own character in itself is just the beautiful scenery and the movie really takes its time and allows you to kind of take in all of this, you know, this professor's kind of wonderland that he invites army hammer into. Yeah. That's a great way to, to put it. I mean, you know, uh, I think two years ago I, I went to the South of France and like the, the little towns you walk around in down there. Um, it kind of really, this movie, the way that it's shot and all the, the bright colors of blues and yellows, you know, like yellow doorways and blue stucco homes and the little mm -hmm. the little squares and town villages, um, it kind of makes you really 
have wanderlust for an you know uh, the northern Italy. Um, yeah, it made me want to vacation. There, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah, it makes me want to. I've s- never been to Europe, but it definitely put Italy kind of on the top of my list for sure. It just looks beautiful. Um, especially, you know, like a movie like The Trip to Italy with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Um, yeah. You know, where mm-hmm. they're just like driving around, you know, you know. The hills. Yeah. And that's, it's, so that, that was an unexpected kind of added, um, bonus to the movie. But the, what drew me, what drew me to it initially was that the director, and, uh, I don't have his name right now cause I forgot it, but, uh, he did, um, um, a bigger splash a couple of years ago. Which uh, had Ralph Fiennes, um, Rafe Fiennes, Rafe, Rafe Fiennes, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I mean, what, what's the the woman uh, Tilda Swinton? Um, yeah, and that movie was this super guy's name good. is Luca Gugandingo, Dingno. Yeah, I man, I'm butchering the hell out of that, but close enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, that movie was a lot of fun, and Rafe Fiennes in that was one of my favorite characters of like that that year. Um, just. Uh, amazing job so I, I was excited to see another movie but from this guy so and, and even before that i know that he he's he's uh like three movies ago he he had one that kind of uh made some splash with the made, made some noise with um the you know best foreign film so this guy's kind of been okay. on the radar for a while uh making the, some yeah he's got stuff. a lot of credits here he's been kind of on the scene since 2009 um but yeah, a lot of short, short documentary, uh, Bigger Splash, Call Me By Your Name. He's got a Call Me By my, Your Name sequel coming out in 2018. Call Me By Your Gay? Call Me By Your Gay. Is that the same? No, it just says Call Me, <laughs> Call me By Your Name sequel. <laughs> it's uh, it's from the point of view of the apricot. So. Oh, God. I think there was a peach. <laughs> oh, was it a peach? I know they talk about apricots a lot. It's hilarious. And, like, um the pit and, so a lot know. there's a lot of good things about this movie um not to get too in depth about it but i think what what i'll come away from uh really is is michael I, stolberg. St- michael stolberg's stolberg yeah stolberg. michael stolberg's uh monologue at the end yeah i think is one of the best monologues and one of the best delivered delivered monologues i've seen in a long time a long time i agree Maybe since um, I really like J.K. Simmons, uh, the 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 two most damning words in the English language yeah. are "good job." Yeah, that was another supporting actor kind of monologue that kind of leveled the uh, leveled the lead in that in that moment. And yeah, this this monologue was worth watching the entire thing. Oh yeah, yeah, the entire. I I, I kind of I want to rewatch it definitely the, to get this monologue again. Yeah, because it, and it's. You know, you you know, you're, you're you're sitting there through the whole movie. And you're like, yeah, this is really good. It's really shot beautifully. Cinematography nomination. Um, you're like, ah, uh, yeah, this is great. Uh, these guys have great chemistry. What a beautifully shot movie. Um, and then boom, this this monologue right at the end. Like you're you're two hours yeah. in, and then you're like hit with this. Oh my god, that w- th- this is amazing. It, yeah, and the the idea that special relationships need to be savored, and I completely understand. And the parents, and I think this is shot in like early '80s, like supposed to take place in like '83. Yeah, but the parents are super liberal, like very understanding, very liberal. Which is yeah. Cool. It kind of because a lot of times when you get a, a movie with queer themes, it's you know overcoming adversity. Mom and dad don't understand, but this with the parents 
completely being in support of, of the son and his life's decisions. And not only that, but understanding the special relationship that he has and, and making sure that his son understands how special this is and that it doesn't come along very often in your lifetime. So make sure you savor that. Uh, it was a very special scene. And then he kind of admits to maybe having the similar feelings when he was a... A, a child and yeah yeah it was i i didn't i didn't know specific it doesn't come out and specifically say that but uh yeah and that he hasn't really reached a level that level of intimacy with his own wife yeah There's yeah a lot a lot in that monologue and it was so coolly done and it was like so just casual and above all just it felt so real uh like mm-hmm. that is how your dad would reveal that information to you in a very um, down to earth and uh, poetic way. It was. It was. It was yeah, really I cool. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was really leveled by that scene. I kind of disagree with you a little bit in the relationship between Army Hammer and uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Is that how you say yeah. his last name? Yeah, Sh- Chalamet. So I'm to, Chalamet. I'm allowed to butcher his name, but um, who I thought was fantastic, and but I didn't buy. And again, I have a bias. I don't really like Army Hammer that much. I think this is a great role for him as kind of the self-absorbed. He's not necessarily rich, but the uh, intellectual, self-absorbed, talking in the back of his throat. Everything he does is kind of with the back of his throat. Um, <laughs> so you know that kind of works well for him in this movie. Uh, but I, uh, I, God, I just didn't like a, buy a that deep this was, voice. Woody, Woody yeah, Allen. It's, you know, just goes oh back God! Throat. Yeah. Yo, you're going to talk to me about Beethoven, talk to me about Beethoven. But um, I, um, it's a bad impression. But I didn't, I didn't buy that this was one of the most significant relationships that he's ever going to have in his life. And maybe that's a little bit of writing and that the guy was seemed very self-absorbed right away. But um, I can understand him having a summer fling, but I just didn't buy the chemistry enough to think that call that phone call at the end of the movie was like oh this is a substantial relationship that i think about on a daily basis i just didn't buy it that was me no i i i I see that criticism it's like uh yeah this young kid he's got this you know this hot chick who's all over him and he's kind of bored with it and he's he's a very you know he's a intellectual free thinking type and this Mm -hmm. this guy comes along and uh you know it's he kind of cool guys him you know he's like hey what's up kid um Mm -hmm. And I could see that being like, and just being confused by, am I gay? What does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think I agree with you that it doesn't feel. Did you get enough to think this is the most significant relationship this man's ever had? No, 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 no. no. It's well, because it's like, you know, he's just a young kid. You know, he's like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he's he's got all this poon dropped in his, his lap when he goes away to his summer retreats and then he just gets bored with it. And then this this thing comes along I, I feel like by next summer it wouldn't it would have been yeah you know whatever that was yeah. that was kind of fun i um i do i don't know if that's like intentional or because i mean that that last shot at the end like over the credits he's just like staring into the fire and it's yeah. like is he really that like broken up about it um i mean it, yeah, it was it good to go watch that again i think they they did get to a place where you know the actors i think they, they got to a place where like yeah, you could buy this as a you know, a really kind of heartwarming love story, you know, whether it's between two men or not. It's still like yeah. a, it's still a nice love story. I thought it was effective in that as well. Uh, but I also think um, I've heard some criticism about this kind of being a queer movie for straight people. <laughs> That's the, a really good point. Well, because the sex scene between him and his girlfriend, the seventeen-year-old, 
It, well, they, they show the sex scene, though, but then when they go to, to do the, the male love scenes, the camera pans. Yeah. And there's no... there, And so it's like, well, who is this for then? Like, you're clearly prioritizing details in one relationship and not the other. So is this is that to make the straight people in the audience comfortable? Who's your target audience at that point? Uh, th- so, that's a good point, and, and probably, um, but also... Maybe like you know the relationship with the woman or the girl was just easier. He kind of knew his way around it, right? You know, it's even if you're an adolescent boy, you kind of know what to yeah, do. But, but not to be creepy, but that would be very interesting to watch in a love scene. Is like this kid figuring out how to have gay sex. Yeah, because clearly he's had hetero relationships and heterosexual moments, not necessarily sex. So to watch him kind of go through his uh, losing his virginity in a hetero way and then figuring it out in a homosexual way would be very interesting on camera. Yeah. Not that, you know, not that I, you know, absolutely need to see all this stuff, but it was just like, <laughs> I, I thought that that would made for compelling drama. And the fact that they didn't go there was right. just kind of like, who is this for? Well, well, um, maybe in the DVD, they'll include a deleted scene where he calls up yeah, Bob Panalone. We always have the sequel. So, (laughs) but, uh, and also, um, with both, uh, Timothy Chalamet and Michael, uh, Stuhlbarg, they, um, it goes more to my theory that there was only eight actors making every single great movie, uh, this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good Stahlberg Stahlberg is in shape of water and Timothy Chalamet is the jerky boyfriend in Lady Bird. Uh-huh. So not only did you have Tracy Letts doubling down in The Post and in um, uh, Lady Bird, you have Chalamet doubling down, you have Stolberg d- doubling down. Uh, what, what were some of the other ones? I had a bunch. The guy from Manchester by the Sea is... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's also um, in Lady Bird. Um, and and, and, and three billboards. Billboards, yeah, exactly. Guys, so made, guys of... made three movies. They're all like contenders for best yeah. picture. Yeah. So, um, and there's even, there's even more than that. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of just shocking to me how many of these guys are driving from incredible set to incredible set, but, um, call me by your name. Yeah. To kind of put a button on it. Um, you know, great, great scenery, great visuals. Um, I was a little, you know, didn't necessarily buy into the severity of the relationship that they were pitching, but uh, yeah. overall it's worth the monologue from, uh, stool bar for sure i i i hopefully that clip survives on youtube where you can just e- either just point to the clip or you know tell people to watch the movie for that yeah. monologue as as well as everything else um mm-hmm. come for the love so story state. well hold on what, what are you gonna put okay. what are you gonna are you gonna give it any awards are you writing it on your ballot for anything no i don't have it winning anything i just have it being a good movie that's nominated for a few different things um, not nominated for cinematography, actually. I think I might have had that wrong. Um, okay. Why did I think it was? Uh, maybe cost. I don't know. I could have sworn it was nominated for cinematography. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Solid nominee. Um, filling out some of these categories. I don't think I have it winning anything. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to double check. Anyway, so moving on, let's go. Uh, I don't know. How about uh, what? Shape of Water. The, yeah, let's go into Shape of Water. I mean, this thing is uh, just steamrolling through every... What, what, what do you make of this this run it's on? I don't understand. I yeah. had so many conversations about why if this movie wins for Best Picture, it's a down year. And I just and it's not anything bad about the movie. The movie's fine. But I just... 
I, and it's another example of a director who's probably going to win for best director for his movie that's not his best movie. It's going to be um, it's going to be Scorsese all over again. Where his best movie is Pan's Labyrinth. That's going to be the movie he's remembered for when all said. Uh, I would say um, Blade Two, but all right. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> this is we've, this is the second straight podcast we've talked about Blade Two yeah. because I brought it up with Black Panther. Yeah, that's too, right. With the, with the lips. Yeah, dark um, darkness. But, he was up the, for the role. Whatever. Anyway. Um, but uh, the um, I would argue uh, it's not a down year, but I'm I'm because all, all a lot of these movies are great. But if this wins, it, it's not the best of those. Yeah. I, I don't under. So I mean, lady, I don't understand how this is the front runner. I I guess because there is no front runner. Billboards. What, anyway, what's that? I want billboards to win. Billboards but, or Get Out. If Get Out won, I'd be pretty cool with that. Get Out, Billboards, Lady Bird. Um, I I guess I I don't think Lady Bird was the best I saw. It is really really good. Um, yeah. Um, some people think it's incredible genius, like our our friends at the. Our friends at the watch. Um, this, the shape of water is predictable at almost every turn. I just, I knew, and you, I know you get mad at me for, for getting, for predicting, but yeah. I just, I saw every beat coming. Nothing. I was, I was surprised at how unsurprised I was. Yeah. Um, I, 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 thought, I, but I, as I always say, that doesn't mean the movie is bad because you, you, you guessed the I reveal. Guessed. That's true. That's um, true. Uh, Octavia Spencer. I'm oh my God. With, yeah. The um, fact that she's nominated for this is like is she's absurd. Done the same role three Th- this, times. Yeah, hidden figures uh, set in uh, a fantastical Guillermo del Toro world. Yeah, it's still in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like uh, leader of the. Yeah, how many jobs does this? Yeah, how many jobs does this hardworking, oppressed, um, overweight black yeah. woman have? And then, and then to just kind of, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I need to go over every single movie and all the supporting actress moments in it but i just i found it hard to believe because she's not really doing anything that we haven't seen yet and if you're gonna hold that standard to everybody well then i don't know girl you better hop and get in line i've saved your place we gotta get to work don't be looking into that room we gotta wash these floors (laughs) (laughs) she's always done this (laughs) um you just better do your job and just put your head down and crunch and crunch those numbers. Mm mm. Don't be running off to that white person uh, bathroom. We gotta stay Aren't in this bathroom. Crazy? Yeah. Keep your head down now. He's gonna keep, keep right in front keep, of you. Keep, 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 keep your head down. Keep your head down. Oh man, what yeah. uh, that. <laughs> yeah, that was super super bad. Especially anyway, coming out of our call, call me by your gay conversation. But, We're on a Michael roll, Shannon. Michael Shannon, I love. Uh, he's not really doing anything new either, but um, I I loved. Uh, I kind of love. I always love his idiosyncrasies. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He makes a lot of similar choices. The the rotten fingers, his fingers rotting off of his God, hands so was a kind of a interesting choice. Uh, but I thought it was entertaining. The kind Richard of guy Jenkins. that uh, makes a, like makes his own little boxes and screams into them at night and then releases yeah. them to get ready for the roll. Exactly. Um, he doesn't use the fart app like Sam Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Wait. Jenkins could actually steal Best Supporting Actor for this, though. That's, I really think so. Why not? I mean, this movie, all right, it's, it's one Producers Guild. It's won the Directors Guild for Guillermo. Um, I mean, and, it's, and it won the Critics' Choice Awards. There is no chance it doesn't win... Um, the Oscar. There's no way. No, it, like when those three are in alliance, it's 100% take it to the bank. Do you think that Richard Jenkins could win for best supporting actor though? Um, 
if the billboards guys split votes. Here we go. We got William Defoe, Woody Harrelson, Jenkins, Plummer, Rockwell. I would vote Rockwell if it were me. Um, but I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if Jenkins stole it. And he's and, kind and, of the career guy. He's the long-term career guy. It's kind of a heartbreaking role in in the big movie this year. I think I Sam Rock. I think Sam Rockwell deserves it because, short of Francis McDormand, he's probably the MVP of that movie, and yeah. uh, he's been great forever. And this was like another showcase of him crushing it. Um, I think he deserves I it. Hope he wins. I yeah, hope he wins. It'll, it'll be I love Richard Jenkins too, but I really hope that Sam Rockwell wins. I'll be sad. I'll, that will that will be the one that will bum me out if he doesn't bring that home. Yeah, it'll be Rockwell versus Jenkins, and I I gotta say it's probably like sixty forty. Jenkins takes it, if not more like seventy five. Oh, you think Richard Jenkins will win? I think Jenkins is the favorite. Damn it. Why do you, you, you say? Oh, because has he won the critics? Because skills? because of you? momentum. I I have no idea who's won what. Uh, I know that yeah. Sam Rockwell won a BAFTA and uh, directors, uh, or I'm sorry, and, the, and the, the three uh, billboards. Uh, yes, yeah, Golden Globes, BAFTA. I think uh, BAFTA also awarded three billboards for Best Picture, okay. uh, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah, um, but I don't, I don't think this is the best movie this year. I would pick Billboards over it, and or Get Out or Lady Bird. But now, um, not I, a bad movie. I, like, I really loves Monsters, and it shows. Yeah, a lot. yeah. <laughs> Um, now, uh, LACMA, the LA, um, contemporary museum, they did a Guillermo del Toro kind of like exhibit last summer that I went to, and it kind of, it detailed all of the pre-production that this guy does and his obsession with like monster movies and the, the, the insane amount of research he does and influence he like, what do you, what is he researching? The monsters aren't real. Uh, no, I mean, no, no, in terms of like, um, in terms of film, um, uh, oh, old monster movies! Like he's seen everything. Old, old monster. Belch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you uh, play us out with that belch? Yeah, I'll just repeat over and over on on a loop. Um, <laughs> the guy, the guy do, does his homework, and he, he he kind of sketches all of these characters himself, and it's it's amazing the amount of work that goes into these movies. And I've never been a crazy fan of his. I mean. Hellboy, I'm. I think my my stance on comics, comic book characters yeah. is on is pretty much on record. At well, this that's point. why I have a correspondent now for comic book stuff, so you yeah. don't have to watch them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I, I I saw this. I saw the movie pretty early on. And I was like, yeah, I liked it. I wasn't really excited. I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see Shape of Water next. I was like, oh yeah, I, I'd like to see that after I banged out you know three billboards and Lady Bird and mm-hmm. a few others. Um, saw it, liked it, thought it was kind of a, a nice sort of. Dep- um, kind of yeah, like change of pace. Yeah, change of pace. Like not necessarily a departure, just something that was just kind of set in fantasy, and you can kind of escape to it a little bit. But also, mm-hmm. there's this message in it of um, you know, uh, oppression and and and, and yeah. a government overreach and and all that stuff that yeah. you, you can look to. But you know, it's about you know, uh, yeah. if mermaids were real and we studied them to yeah, the underdogs coming together. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it, and then I was really surprised by the steamrolling of uh, momentum it's been getting. Um, and I, I, I don't. Do you think it's because of its uh, obvious parallels to the episode of Gay Fish with South Park? <laughs> yeah, and how how it almost mirrors identically the plot of Gay Fish. Yes. Uh, 
exactly. It is. That's what you have to play us out with today. Is gay fish. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I know that I'm a gay fish. Well, that yeah, I think after I saw the movie, that was my my was the first thought I had was I think I texted it to you as well. Yeah, I was you like, did. I was like, Shape of Water is is gay fish from South Park, but instead of Kanye, it's um, what's uh, Sally uh, Sally Hawkins, yeah. and she's not gay. Yeah. She's mute. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, but, anyway. Yeah. She comes to realize that she just loves. I mean, Sally Hawkins loves fish sticks. She, she likes to fish put sticks. fish sticks in her mouth. <laughs> she didn't get that joke, and that's why she had to go live underwater. <laughs> yeah, there's so many parallels. Um. All right. Well, that's and then. All right. So let's move into more of the prestige. All right. Hold on. So, so what are you gonna? What are you? What are you putting this on your ballot? Uh, I'm gonna have to go best director. I'll go best. Um, is this a cinematographer? No, I'm not gonna go cinematography with this one. I'll go best it, director. It best, is nominated, um, but uh, that that best picture. It's nominated for cinematography, but that category is reserved for Roger Deakins, in my opinion. In Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, it's got costume, which that's um, gonna go to I, Phantom Thread. Yep, yep. Mark Bridges there for it. Um, yeah, directing. It's up against Christopher Nolan, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, PTA. Cameron, um, Cameron now, Dodge White's gonna throw his TV out the window. <laughs> I know they should all win. Oh, God, uh, I'm still watching. Oh, I'm still <laughs> watching. What was the what, inherent vice? <laughs> inherent Someone vice. put on inherent vice. Anyway, he should he should win the best director for Aaron Vice today. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna win best picture, best director. Uh, it'll win some. No, I think all the tech awards are gonna go to Dunkirk actually, uh, or Blade Runner. Um, Interesting side note on directing: uh, the Directors Guild nominees uh, did not include PTA. It had uh, Martin McDonough in there, but otherwise the same. Uh, yeah. Ca- uh, okay. The same nominees. So um, I yeah, Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water, which I don't think is a bad place for this to be. No, I'm fine um, with it. Yeah, I just it's just like the best direct, the best picture. I just think there's better options. Um, yeah, but the the coming. fact the fact that McDonough isn't in that directing category is kind of the death knell for that movie taking over. Um, the only what, the only acting award I see it winning would be Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Wait, you don't think Sally Hawkins? No, I just think she's she's so far buried behind Lady Bird and behind billboards that I I don't think I don't. Yeah, think I think uh, Francis McDorna Francis McDormand is one A. Saoirse Ronan is one B. Uh, Middle Street crushed it. Loved that performance. I I mean, give me a break. <laughs> just yeah. she does she doesn't need it. But um, yeah, I I think it's those. So it's just two gonna win the two. Ba- so it's gonna be that's gonna be interesting because it's gonna be a long night of them winning nothing if we're right, and then they win yeah. the two two of the most prized awards in the entire thing. So if they win yeah. nothing and you see you start to see like Dunkirk piling up and you know some of the actors from some of these other movies start to take home gold, and then at the very end it's like oh yeah, the the third to last award that we're gonna give out goes to shape of water and then the biggest award goes to shape of water that'd be really interesting so maybe is it maybe it does pick off a couple of these uh editing and mixing and in some of these um some of these smaller um awards. i'll give it uh art direction i think is appropriate yeah uh, yeah but i even i like the art direction in the scenic direction of phantom thread more 
and some of the like that New Year's Eve scene. I don't know, but yeah, what? But that that kind of speaks to our point where let's say it doesn't win any um, secondary awards, then why why is the yeah what, 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 why is it greater than the sum what's, of its parts? What's the achievement then? Yeah. So maybe it will win some of these secondary awards, and I need to redo my ballot. <laughs> What's another one that did that? Where um, what Mad Max Fury Road won just um, about everything yeah, except for the big ones. Yeah. And then uh, Spotlight ended up sneaking sneaking out with that one at the end. But Spotlight had had won for writing. I don't I don't see this movie winning for writing. No. I think I think writing is its downfall. I think it's more like a visual, and, and uh, the main character is a mute. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I don't see writing getting it. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to uh to Phantom Thread. Speaking of a well written, yeah. Um, I think I walked out of the I walked out of the cinema and I was like, that was remarkable in a lot of ways, but ultimately not for me. Uh, no. in terms in terms of not being really entertaining, although I did kind of. As as time wore on, appreciated more of it. The it's you? definitely PTA's quietest movie, uh-huh. and I want to do something at my Oscar party where we see I give everyone a piece of toast, some well well cooked toast, and see how quietly the, like the person who has the quietest piece of toast eating wins wins a point wins points <laughs> on the ballot. <laughs> Just to see if you can to see if I were uh, Reynolds Woodcock, if I'd be able to hear you eating toast <laughs> during my quiet. <laughs> You got you got to f- film that portion of the um what the tr- trivia night or what, what yeah. Uh, yeah that yeah um that task must be filmed and then whoever whoever comes in last place must be you might as well have uh, ridden a horse across this the table. You do this as if you rode in a horse and <laughs> like maniac and that was cool the way they they you know they were definitely playing with the audio in that scene too to kind of give you his perspective you know they kind of turned up yeah. some of the crunching and the, it was like god this guy is a sociopath he's losing his mind over her toast. My, my my favorite part about the movie was how surprisingly funny it was yeah it's a dark comedy it's it's is that his yeah. funniest movie and yes yeah, yeah maybe it was kind of, and I and I and I read this in a review, but I wanted to share it. It was someone said that that Woodcock hiding the notes in the dresses when he sews them is almost like how PTA hides hidden meanings into his films that only he understands. Uh-huh. And it definitely <laughs> made sense. Me thinking back to uh, the one with um, uh, what the hell was it? The with um. What the hell's his name? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh-huh. Philip Seymour Hoffman. What the hell is it? The Master. And it was yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck was that movie actually about? And some, and, I, and I'll be, I'll, you know, although with analysis, and, and I do really understand script analysis t- uh, to some degree, uh, but, you know, definitely uh, PTA stuff will go over my head, and I have to admit it. And, um, yeah, you know, same. I do not have the... the I, I'm never able movie. to... I'm never able to fully wrap my head around any of his movies to completely Um, understand the concept. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is kind of cool, but he's always, he's all, he's always just out of reach. And yeah, it's a challenge, um, which is more than you can say from a lot of movies that get made. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I think my, my favorite moment of was when she brings the tea in and he's so 
perturbed by the intrusion that she, you know she's like okay fine you know I, I i i i'll take the tea away yes but the interruption remains and i am left to deal with it yeah i'm this still very- i'm still in the wake of the interruption yeah <laughs> which yeah all right fine the, i'll take the tea away the relationship he was such an interesting guy in all of daniel day lewis's characters obviously are fascinating to watch but Uh, his mama's boy nature and the fact that he he becomes more attracted to her the the weak the more weak he is when when he goes through the the issues with the mushrooms and yeah the the more of a of a state that he needs to be coddled and nurtured makes him more interested in the woman because it reminds him of his relationship with his mother at least that's what i'm gathering from the scenes that's Um, yeah i mean spot on it's so funny though it's so like weird yeah, well, when when he when he when you when you realize that he knows what's going on and he like has the mushroom the poison mushrooms in his mouth and he like stares at her and then chews on the mushroom and swallows it. I mean, that was a yeah a pretty pretty in terms of like a a t- it, it was like that movie's you know chase scene from Heat or something. Oh, interesting! Uh, <laughs> <it was laughs> interesting, you went there. Yeah, no, um, it was just like that was like the uh, epitome of uh, of high stakes tension. Um, yeah, and it's it was. Just, it's just waiting for him to swallow the mushrooms, which is yeah, just kind of funny and kind of a and, funny concept yeah. in general, principle in general. And you know, it really becomes about toxic love, uh, in in the relationships and the places that it takes us. Uh, you just with her and her attachment to him. I, I thought it was interesting. Again, it's not it's not a triumph. Um, it's I, I wish that There Will Be Blood was kind of his last great performance because that's what I'll remember. But the, he's even done Lincoln since then, right? So yeah, I mean, um, There Will Be Blood was a long time ago. Uh, I yeah. I think um, if this is really how he bows out to to then become a costumer, is that that's I have that's no idea. Now? Is that what his thing's gonna be? Yeah, yeah I guess just he got fascinating. He got so into the role that he now he wants to design clothes that's really really fascinating yeah Uh, in terms of this movie and what it might win um because i don't think daniel day will win i think he's uh second string probably to the next movie we're going to talk about uh gary oldman but i think um it'll win for costuming i hope it wins for production design for that new year's eve scene alone that crazy like raucous new year's party that she goes to and he's got to go find her in that yeah i was just like I was just thinking, it it, fe- it felt so real. It felt like it was ripped from from like the pages of, of a novel or a painting or something. But it was just, and I was just thinking like, oh, this like they had to build all this stuff. Like they, this was probably an empty hall, and they had to build all these head machetes thing, the party. They had to choreograph all this, like just the design of that scene alone. Um, n- yeah. Not to mention, kind of Woodcock's estate. Um, I thought was just kind of great world building and so if anything that that was kind of what stuck out to me in terms well, of the achievement yeah what was cool about um how they shot like when he goes up to the country you know, like his north estate i i don't know where that was filmed but it, it looks like uh, i mean that's just that's where i just came from uh I, yeah. I i did a tour of the north up through uh the lakes district in lancashire and yorkshire and um i, I kind of want to double check where exactly that was but you know th- when they're out on the moors kind of just walking mm-hmm. by the by the coast after you know he takes her from that cafe and it, it's it's probably in the lakes district actually and i kind of want to find out exactly okay. where but that's exactly where i just was and it's it's just like that it's really kind of cool and and peaceful 
Um, but uh, yeah, I so you you would you would agree with Oldman over Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah, and I guess that's a good place for us to transition. Just and just only because of the hype. If 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 I didn't, if there was only one award show, I don't know if I would necessarily be thinking Oldman right away. I I just can't remember anything from that movie. I saw it about a month ago, and there's nothing that sticks out in my mind. Well, it kind of parallels Dunkirk actually from the politician's point of view, which was kind of interesting to me. Um, yeah, because they're still talking about the strategy of the boats and get me. Yeah. The- yeah, and and it, and it brings it brings into focus the scope of how monumental and momentous that occasion was, as opposed to Dunkirk being like, oh, here's one plane that's attacking us. Oh, well, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it just wasn't as big of a deal in Dunkirk as it was in real life. And then you know, this movie kind of highlights it a bit more, where it's like, if we don't get our army off the beach, the war is over, and they will yeah. cross the Thames uh, and. That's it. Yeah, I mean that it was so huge, and then to be able to retreat and like rebuild and and then ultimately win the war, but just Tunker did, didn't capture that anyway. But um, I, I, to I, watch I, Gary Oldman in fat makeup trying to get on the train though, yeah, wasn't necessarily compelling drama. Um, well, my problem, I actually really liked the movie more so than I thought I would because because the trailer and like the build up, you're like. It's a great actor in a shitload of prosthetics. It's so like this fat makeup is it's so yeah. obvious, and it's like Daniel D. Lewis is totally stripped down. He's even gone back to like his original accent. I feel like I mean he's a true master. How can any performance be better than what this guy is about to do? And I haven't even seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think he probably should win, just because it's like okay, Daniel I, Day or yeah, Daniel Day Lewis. Because it's it's an original character, and I I put more stock into that than seemingly. I always do as well. Uh, uh, the members of the academy always seem to vote for, uh, who the portrayed mimicry. yeah who portrayed this because because you have somewhere to you have a a jumping off point you know you can you can study film on Churchill and try to recreate that and it's we still really to... impressive it's still great yeah it is it is impressive to to absolutely embody the person and, body, yeah. and that is and it, it kind of acting is becoming another person and, and so, daniel day lewis did achieve that same thing with lincoln so we can't exactly yeah you know it's gary Ullman for for doing that i mean but we've now the king's speech who by the way also had a winston churchill timothy spall Mm-hmm. He actually looks a lot like probably what we should, it actually looks like it without the makeup. They yeah, should have exactly. just cast Spall. They we should have done a, a darkest hour starring Spall. But well, no wasn't one that guy in wasn't he some like rat faced dude in like the Harry Potter movies? He uh, was a rat faced dude in the Harry Potter. But so was Gary Oldman was in Harry Potter. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, he Prisoner yeah. of Azkaban. Timothy Spall always plays like the fat rat faced dude. He was yeah. in Sweeney Todd. He's always like this. Yeah, he's slimy, always the fat, the slimy fat rat faced. <laughs> yeah, rat faced turd. Uh, I, had, well, I, I guess it's better than being a uh, transvestite donkey witch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean the, the the movie was fine. It was I, again. It's just like we we just. World War Two. We need to put a cap on characters in World War Two that can win awards. Just you know what? To cap it out. My uh, my problem with the movie was this: that it it wasn't long enough. Um, and and I say that because like something like The Crown, we 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 have like this prestige drama on television now where 
they can go so deep into such detail on these historical events and do them so well where yeah. it's like it's like a compelling history lesson um and and it doesn't make any sense to make a movie about one period of the of World War II anymore because you kind of get into it and you get invested and you're like, okay, well, well then what happens? Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, they can't uh, possibly wrap it up in 120 minutes. Yeah. So you, you, you just, you, you tell the, the story of him rising to, to power or, and then beginning to lead um, the country during what seemed like a, a impossible odds. And you're like, okay, yeah, well he's, he's got these great speeches and, and yeah, this is really cool, but, but yeah, but, but, but now what? And you, it kind of, I, mm-hmm. I kind of wish you, you have this this actor playing an amazing, doing this amazing performance, and it's kind of wasted in an hour and forty five minute movie. You kind of, or however long it is, it felt mm-hmm. very short. But um, I think this this would have been better served as a miniseries. Miniseries, yeah. I, I mean, agree with you. A miniseries that I probably would have never, never watched. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um. But I, uh, I go back. Did, what did you think of Ben Mendelsohn as the king? Did, he seemed a little out of place. Um, yes. Be, I mean, what? He's an Australian actor. It just I mean, didn't what, seem like his kind of movie. It, it's yeah. It, it, he, he's more kind of a, an interesting, more character actor, and this kind of stuffed shirt English drama didn't fit his his mold, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm glad but, he tried it, but. Um. I just, I mean, he kind of fit because of, he does have that lisp, and um, you know what, King, King Edward the stuttering. Yeah. He did, he did had the stutter, so it, I, I kind of see the fit in ter- you know, in terms of the casting. Um, but uh, I, I actually didn't mind it, and you know, because you know, because that King, he, he was kind of a down to earth guy, and not like so stuffed shirt as, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I, I didn't mind, but and Ben Mendelsohn's a good actor, so I think. Nice job. So, other than Gary Oldman, you giving it, you putting it on your ballot anywhere else? Oh no, (laughs) no, probably not. I almost kind of want to rewatch it though. Oh, sorry, King George, this the King George, King George the Sixth, King King Edward was his brother that abdicated. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Gary Oldman. It's just like. You know, like well, the Iron Lady or movies that don't win anything other than best actor, and you know it's just like a vehicle for this the the actor to win. Um, I I see Phantom Thread is a much better movie, which also includes a fantastic uh, performance uh, from uh, you know all three of the main cast, even yeah. uh, even um, what's her name the uh, the the old something something. <laughs> or hmm, it, yeah, it, yeah, whatever. Cecilia, yeah, the the <clears throat> the sister. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of over these. Like, let's prop up this actor and kind of build a film around a performance. Um, I think that's more suited for a television miniseries. Yeah, I'm gonna be with you on that. All right. Well, cool. Any uh, <laughs> sorry. Any final thoughts? I'll get out while I while I have a win there. Uh, no, I mean, it's going to be an interesting Oscar season. I think you're going to see a lot of awards spread across um, several films. So that'll be cool not to just see one kind of sweeping win. Oh, there's another one for this movie. There's another one for this movie. But you're going to see a lot of, of uh, variety. So um, yep, great, it'll be interesting. Great competition. Um, and obviously the main thing about 
any awards is going to be uh, protests and, and messages and, and poignant speeches. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool that uh, these stupid self-congratulatory awards ceremonies now are kind of serve a, a higher purpose in a way. Um, yeah. But I guess I'm going to be more interested in, um, I guess, the the compete level or, you know, the the – uh, the competition sense, level. Yeah, yeah, the co- the competition in the and also like the sense of unknowing. Like, um, I mean, God, I guess Shape of Water is kind of locked in, but for the other than that, it's like um, there's a few that could win. You know, there's two or three in, in most categories. Yeah, I mean, for me, the the two I'm really pulling for are obviously Sam Rockwell, my boy, mm-hmm. and I'm pulling for Lori Metcalf in Ladybird, and I really hope that she pulls an upset, and that's gonna be my dark horse. Uh, o- over um, Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney. Um, I I'm with you on that one too. I think I think it's a more deserving performance. Alice and Janney was was we've been over this. She's really funny mm-hmm. and a great supporting role, but uh, it's definitely helped by editing and and script in terms of like making Correct. people like oh was that was such a funny yeah anyway I think Laurie Metcalf <laughs> was a, a a much more nuanced performance. Um. Uh, another, I think um, the writing awards um, is going to be an, another interesting one where adapted and original are all excellent. And, uh, you know, you could go either way. You, you got original. I'm hoping then in there, I'm hoping Get Out takes Get, get Out takes original. original. Um, it's going up against Three Billboards, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, and The Big Sick. Um, yeah, I, I think, think if Billboards wins, I wouldn't be upset. I think but. well, cause cause three billboards, um, there is like zero um, improvisation or ad libbing by the actors. They said this script was so perfect that there was really there was no a mess. Yeah, and because uh, I was reading an article with Frances McDormand, she's like, yeah, usually you know directors let you play and they don't really have it all figured out and and you know this was the script was. Uh, w- w- the first day I got it is exactly what you see. So on airtight. Yeah, just... it's. I mean, cause you know he's a. Uh, that he's a playwright. He, he 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 that that's where he starts from, you know. And yeah. get, getting making sure the dialogue is 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 down. Um, so that was kind of cool, and, and the fact that he wrote all the parts through all the specific actors definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, yeah, if it's not Get Out, I mean that that I think that's that's the spot where Get Out takes some silverware. Um, uh, for... do you think that Jordan Peele could potentially win for directing? Yeah, and I think he should. Um, not that he will, because uh, Guillermo won Best Director, the Directors Guild. Mm-hmm. Although in the same night, um, I think. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it was at the Producers Guild Awards where um, uh, he was accepting. Yeah, uh, Jordan Peele was uh, accepting the Stanley Kramer Award, and. Um, no, he's piece. already won long term. His movie is going to stand the test of time, well beyond Shape of Water. Exactly. Like P- people won't remember Shape of Water. What? Yeah. Uh, what? Dead horse. What? What? What is it here? Uh, a fairy tale for troubled times is mm. kind of a, a review I'm reading here. I think Get Out is way cooler and a and a better film. Um, if we're comparing the two, but but <laughs> would you ever say that Get Out would win Best Picture? No, but yeah. it, it, it's better than the movie that's going to, I'd say. Yeah. Um, what if if you were to if you were to anoint best picture, what who would you give it to? 
If I the Bob Pantalone Best Picture goes to uh, billboards, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Um, and close second would be Get Out. I do think that Get Out will be this year's movie that is most remembered. Will, mm-hmm. You know, be on the list of best movies. You know, from 2010 to 2020, kind of thing. We'll look, um, we'll look back and say this is the movie that should have won. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I, uh, I don't I so don't maybe think... I should just say that then I just I just love billboards because of the because of the unconventional nature of the, the character arcs and then the performances of all of the lead actors I really thought was I didn't really find even though um, Daniel Kalalua uh, is nominated um, I don't know whether it was him or Denzel that got in because of all of the James Franco controversy but oh, yeah. it definitely seemed that there was kind of some names that weren't in regular races in the beginning of the award season that are tacked on now because Franco is kind of out of the running so um, but James I didn't Franco think there was any should, yeah he should be nominated for uh, if you're going on performance alone yeah. well, although but you didn't like that movie did you Oh, I love that movie. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, never mind. Who was I? Disaster yeah, artist? Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. It's yeah, he, he he should be he should be in the he should be in this category. Um, so, anyway, that's yeah. what it is. All right, well that's uh, that wraps up our um, Oscar chop. Uh, what, yeah. what, our, our master chop preview. Master chop. Yeah, a little bit longer Yo. of an episode, but you guys got an extra couple movies in oh. and uh, enjoy Gay Fish on the way out. Cause you know that I'm a gay fish. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, Bye. Come on. I've been so lonely, girl. I've been so sad and down. Couldn't understand why haters joked around. I wanted to be free with other creatures like me. And now I got my wish. Cause I know that I'm a gay fish. Gay fish. Gay fish, yo. Motherfucking gay fish. Gay fish. I'm a fish, yo. Coming on a gay fish. It's alright, girl. Making love to other gay fish. Gay oh, fish. Oh,